Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 27th day of March here. Got a lot I want to talk about tonight. Um, Joel Embiid, do you, do you talk trash about being better than another player when you lose the game? I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, I think it's the point of no return. We'll talk about that as well. Dig really deep in that. He says he wants out. Uh, he's made it official now. He wants out of Baltimore. Uh, get into that and a little bit more on Sports Scope. We'll take our only first and only break, folks. And I will be back here in a minute and in 49 seconds, excuse me, here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program. Uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. I'm back here live on all links. Uh, real quick, as you can see, there's a Nashville, Tennessee uh, background here. That's where I'm out of. You know, I'm a medical carrier for Vanderbilt University uh, and Vanderbilt Hospital. Thank you, Pickles. Appreciate it. And... Um, and I know that the country's talking about there was a there was a school shooting today here in Nashville. Quite frankly, I was about a mile away from this incident. I go pick up in Green Hills, Tennessee, which is um, which is about uh, from Green Hills to Vanderbilt. The people know the area. It's less than a mile away, and it, I was in between stops, and I was hearing all these sirens and stuff. Uh, long story short, around 10.15, around 10.15 Central Time, um, around 10.15 Central Time uh, is when I started hearing this. And I'll say this, for someone who travels that area every day, and I work out of Vanderbilt Hospital and uh, medical carrier, for the police to get in on this person, uh, afraid it's a woman, actually, it's pretty crazy that did this, uh, you know, she got six people uh, I killed, uh, to get there, the 911 call came in at 10 13 and the police killed this shooter at 10 27. It, it is so hard to get into that area, that little pocket and that quick a time. Cause there's so much traffic congestion. There's so much construction. Uh, the roads are narrow uh, it, it's always some kind of, it's very hard to get into this. So kudos uh, to the Nashville PD, man. I'll tell you, Pickles, very, very good. Very good. I'll tell you. Um, and, you know, I, 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 you see all kinds of crap here on uh, the internet and everything. Uh, from what I read about this young lady, she's about my niece's age, 28 years old. Uh, I, you can say guns or whatever, but 
this person, if they they they're bound and determined to do some destruction, and you can you can hurt a lot of people with a vehicle too. Uh, remember Waukesha, Wisconsin. But uh, but my my take is uh, kudos to the Nashville PD. Uh, the area bonded together. Uh, Vanderbilt, they got the no no panic in Vanderbilt. Of course, you know I don't think there was a lot of people that got shot that actually uh, lived and there was an issue there. But uh, uh, that police department, this was not a uh, Uvalde situation here in Nashville. And uh, I tell you, it, it's it's hats off to them. Hats off to them. Um, you know, I once I'll get onto the program here in just a second. I was looking at getting into law enforcement uh, first year out of college, and it takes two years, two years from the time that you apply for uh, the Nashville PD before you actually set foot. I know police departments get a bad raw deal, but it, it is a lot of training and a lot of background checks and situations like this. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Hats off to these guys, you know. And, and you know what? Uh, when I go to church on Sundays, you know, we, some of the nicest people are the, are the two guys, the two traffic cops to stop uh, stop the traffic for us on 8th Avenue. And uh, kudos to guys like that. Uh, I know they get a hard way to go, but, uh, you know, they, they, they really took care of business in a short time frame. Okay. Like Forrest Gump said, that's all I have to say about that. Um, okay. Now, Lamar Jackson, just a few minutes before this came about, Lamar Jackson says, I want out. He, he makes it public. He's like, I want out of Baltimore. I want out of Baltimore. And so let's go back to the very beginning of this thing because I think that him and Aaron Rodgers are at the point of, of no return. You know, uh, earlier this morning, right around the same time all this other crazy stuff happened, non-sports related, Jackson posted a letter to fans. He put it out on his Twitter, his social media. Uh, he wants to thank fans that and all that good stuff. But also he says – he has requested a trade back on March the 2nd, which is about three weeks ago. Uh, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about pro football talk has been standing firm about the fact that he wants out of Baltimore. There's no – he's done with the whole negotiating thing. He wants out of the Ravens. Uh, you know, like we, we know that Baltimore's put this non-exclusive franchise tag on. Now, I'll say this. Now, mind you, when, when this first came out, when this first came out, um, I, we talked about this on this program where you can, uh, where players have done this. They have, they, they have been put on this non-exclusive franchise tag. One of those players, one of those players was actually traded, and that was Matt Castle with the uh, – um, New England Patriots. This this came out with Matt Castle. He was traded to Kansas City Chiefs. The other players are guys like Jim Harbaugh in the 90s, uh, Steve Young, uh, just to name a few. Just to name a few there. Uh, those two players signed back, but this is one of those situations where I think there's a possibility that this non-exclusive franchise tag, essentially, if, if a team offers Lamar something and – they can't match it. They be in the Baltimore Ravens. That team would have to give the Ravens two first round picks. 
whether they got a first round this year, future years, they're going to have to give the Ravens for they can take this off. They can take this off. In my understanding, Matt Castle, they took it off of him and just traded him a traditional way. And I think from, from judging by what I'm reading from Lamar, we got to go back all the way to last year. Okay. I thought that he was going to, um, I thought there's a good chance from what I was reading, he was going to play one of those last few games going into the playoffs of last year. Obviously, he didn't. Not only did he did not play the last game of the season and the first game of the playoffs, he didn't even show up. He didn't even physically. So it's got to that point where he can't even be around this team anymore. You know? Um, looks like Ramar is in unless he retires. Yeah. 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 And hard hard to believe Mar is only 20. Yeah, he's a very young guy. Well, he's 26, I want to say. He's 26. Some of the guys are 25 and 24 that are coming out of college. Stetson Bennett's 25. I want to say Lil, Will Levis is 24. Hendon Hooker's like 25, 24. Uh, these guys are really close other than um, Bryce Young out of Atlanta or uh, Alabama, Alabama. Wrong guy, wrong guy there. So, you know, Jackson essentially, just to catch up, he's going to be $32.4 million against that cap this year for the Ravens. You know, but I'll say this, uh, this thing with the Colts, it seems to be getting momentum. Chris Ballard said today there was the owners meeting, coaches meeting, it's like NFL meetings or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And Chris Ballard says, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking into Lamar. We're, I mean, you know, that's how he said, we're, we're looking into that, that situation. That's the general manager for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, uh, they're the odd team out, you know, according to this athletic. And that's true. They've got the fourth pick overall, this Colts team. And you look at the teams that are in front of them, okay? You know, you've got Carolina. You've got Carolina there at, at number one. They've made the trade to go to number one. Then at number two, you've got Houston, okay? You know they want to get a quarterback. Either they're going to go Bryce Young or Will Levis because uh, Carolina is, is supposed to get C.J. Stroud. He's favored, in air quotes, out of uh, Ohio State to go one. Then you go back and look at two. Go back and look at two. You have probably Bryce Young or Will Levis. Then you've got three, Arizona, Okay. Then you have Arizona at three. Who's to say? Who's to say that Seattle, who's got Geno Smith on a three-year contract, post 30 Geno Smith on a three-year contract, that they may use some leverage to jump the Colts at four and go up to three and get their guy and and, and work out a deal because they've got extra draft picks because of the Denver Bronco trade. They've got two first rounds. But if they got a guy they really want to build for, and and quite frankly, they don't have a lot of holes, huge holes now. Uh, offensive line, they fixed that last year. They brought back Bobby Wagner. The defensive line, could they use another piece or two? Yes, but it's not end-all, be-all. 
they cut Shelby Harris, they can't be hurting that bad on the defensive line. They could probably use another corner. They've got running back. They and and uh, Pete Carroll says, "Yeah, we kind of, you know, we're not going to be drafting this high because we're normally pretty bleeping good." And there was rumor that they really like um, Anthony Richardson Richards out of uh, out of Florida. So so you're you're starting to look at the fact that the Colts may be destined to take the fourth quarterback. And what if it's a quarterback they simply do not want to have? Okay, the Colts have Shane Stitchkin the former uh, offensive coordinator of the Eagles, okay, which is work with Jalen Hurts there. But now you're working with Lamar Jackson, a much better athlete. So that's the thing I'm I'm looking at. He's a much better athlete than a Jalen Hurts. He's not as strong as Hurts, but he's quicker. He's got more lateral movement. Uh, They have the offensive line for it. Um. I personally wouldn't sign Lamar Jackson. I think he's injury prone. He wants way too much money. He's trending in the wrong. But I'm just telling you what I think could happen. This Colts thing looks interesting, okay? This is why I think that would make sense. Uh, They make a move. Just simply give that fourth pick overall. I think that that, that the, the Ravens, it was ironic that someone from the athletics says, wouldn't that be ironic that, that, that the Colts would take Indianapolis would take something out of Baltimore and put it in Indianapolis, talking about the Colts leaving Baltimore and going to Indianapolis uh, when they left in the middle of the night in 1983, I want to say, Pickles, or is it 84? Either way, makes, makes no, never mind. Um, so, so they do that. The Colts would be an ideal situation there uh, for – potentially for them to make that move for Lamar. Now, they're going to need some uh, – they're probably need – I think they got Mo Alley-Cox, pretty decent tight end. They'll need to add another tight end. They got the line for it. They got the coaching scheme for it. Uh, probably need another possession receiver. Probably need another tight end. That's something that they can add on at a later time. They can make money. They can make the money work. Anybody wants a guy bad enough. And I think the Ravens will definitely bite on that four pick and, and then maybe give them something in the future. They use the rest of it and build around him that way. So that is one potential. Odd Shark, by the way, thank you, Odd Shark, for following Sports Scope. Uh, Odd Shark, they average all the different, um, they're a site that they um, average all the uh, bets and everything, whatever you want to call it. Uh, together, uh, all the lines and everything, the better. Odd Shark, ironically, Pickles, they have the Patriots. Yes, I said it. <laughs> they got the Patriots uh, possibly looking at Lamar Jackson. Now, I thought to myself, well, yeah, they got Mac Jones, but they can trade him to an Atlanta who I think it let, and by the way, Mac Jones is in what year three next year? Very, very plausible contract. You put a Mac Jones in Atlanta. What about Taylor Heineke? He's more talented than Heineke, okay? You put a Mac Jones with the Arthur Smith, Cal Pitts, Drake London, that running game. Arthur Smith would have a field day with him. Um, 
they could get something for Mac Jones, maybe a second round pick. You could trade him to uh, to Atlanta now. Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. I can see Belichick switching his offense like we've seen before, Pickles, upside down. He could do it like that. I've seen him do it with Jacoby Brissett when when Brady was hurt one year. He might have been suspended or whatever. Uh, he would just do it. It's just it's just a run and play. Uh, they did it with Cam Newton. I mean, just making power run quarterback. They've already got two tight ends that are perfect for him, Hunter Henry. And, of course, Mike uh, Gaskeski, Belichick loves that power running game. They're going to play defense. they got a power running game. He's played – he's played um, – he has played uh, uh, Lamar quite a few times and had some trouble. Now, one time he, he, he him Lamar in in bad weather. But with, with a player like Lamar – and an innovative coach like Belichick and Bill O'Brien. I would not put it out of the question. I don't think they're going to do it, but I've also read that they're out of the a uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. So now DeAndre Hopkins is favored to go to Buffalo. He's going to have to find a way to offset the Belichick, by the way, who's got the highest odds. Belichick has the highest odds that he's ever had a, as a Patriot uh, coach to be in the Super Bowl champion. This year, they have the highest odds because they haven't done much in the offseason. They were favored to get DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they, they're asking too much over there. So you look you look at a you look at a Bill Belichick coach team, you look at a guy like Lamar, he could see what he can do there with that power running game. They would they would uh they would put the, and they've got the pieces in hand. That's the thing about it. They love to do that power running game with Stevenson. I think they let Damon Harris go with Stevenson and whoever else they got at running back, do a little play action, throw a little bit. Belichick's perfect for that. He, he would love to do that with a guy like Lamar, who's in his prime. So, you know, it, it's not out of the question that they may look at it and, um, this rapper, I forgot the guy's name. He's pretty famous. He'll come up to me later. Who is friends <laughs> with 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 Robert Kraft? Uh, sent him sent him a text saying, "Man, uh, Meek Mill sent sent Robert Kraft a text and man, you ought to look at Lamar Jackson." You know, so it, it would be an interesting and yeah. If, what Pickle says they like to run the ball, stop the run. You know, and and Pickle says, uh, the two Bills will be able to coach Lamar up. I think so. I think so. And one thing that, that I can tell that Bill Belichick likes about Lamar Jackson, and Lamar's a hard worker. He, he is all about football. Now, he's made some bad decisions with his mom and all that, being the agent. But when it comes down to raw football, hard work, grind, Lamar likes to be coached. He likes to be developed. Um, this thing with him going to New England, Bill Belichick is looking at Josh Allen and said, I've got to find a way to, to combat that. He looks the same thing at, at, at Miami, who's had the best of him too, right? 
He's like, I got to find a way to combat that. He, he looks at the Jets, think I got, I own them. But but the, that Miami team, and particularly that Buffalo team, who eats his lunch here lately, every year, and he said, man, if I had a guy like Lamar, if we don't have anybody open, he could just run the ball for me. And we'll put in a blocking scheme where he's just running out of bounds every other play. And we'll put in that that quarterback sneak that Brady meistered over the years. We'll put it with Lamar, who can run under center like that. And Belichick run a read option on you. I mean, he he's he's 70 plus years old, but he's that kind of guy. He would like to do something like that. I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to want to do something like that with the Lamar Jackson. Uh, and so you ask uh, other teams that may be interested. Uh, the commanders doubled down and again and said, no, no. And that is coming from one guy on Lamar, Ron Rivera. He he had too much of Cam Newton. He does not like, he wants a more traditional quarterback. That's all Ron Rivera right there. He's like, I don't want to deal with the injuries. I just want a guy get rid of the football. I've got a great defensive line. I got a great pass rush. Pretty good on that back end. Got a lot of skilled players. Let's utilize them. That's Ron Rivera. They're going to go with Sam Howell, win or lose. Tampa. Now he could get the money in Tampa, even though Tampa's like only got about six million dollars in in space. Lamar can get the money in Tampa, but he'll have a terrible team around him. And I'm not a really good coach in Todd Bowles. I'm not a big Todd Bowles guy uh, as far as head coach. Now, he's still got Mike Evans to throw to. Still got Godwin, slot guys, possession guys. That would be good for him. Uh, you said, what about Baker Mayfield? I looked up. They're paying Mayfield like $1.7 million. That's back. That's less than backup quarter. That, that is a prove it. Better be happy we gave you that kind of contract. One year, $1.7 million. So Tampa, nobody else is saying Tampa. Tampa is still uh, on the market. Tampa, Tampa's still in play in my – and this is my opinion, Pickles. This is my opinion. Tampa's still in play for Lamar Jackson. The Colts, probably the top favorite. Okay. The Patriots, according to – let me find this odd. This odd shark thing is really – here we go, odd shark. Colts plus 225. The Patriots plus 450. Tampa is, or excuse me, the Falcons, the Falcons are third at plus 600. Now, we've talked about the Falcons. They've got all the pieces there, uh, even got a good line and everything. I think they want a more traditional pro-style quarterback as well. That's what I'm getting from Tampa. That's what my instincts are telling me. Maybe Tampa, or not Tampa, Atlanta. That's, that's. That's something I'm getting from Atlanta. You know, maybe Mariota, who just they just cut, maybe he's too much like Lamar. And uh, Arthur Smith says, no, I do not want uh, another running guy, quarterback. So that's why I'm not buying Atlanta. Uh, the Lions are plus 650. Now, the Lions, I want to say they have Jared Goff on one year left on their contract. They can use Goff. And put him over to who's to say golf wouldn't fit in 
with the Todd Munkin offense, who's the new offensive coordinator for Baltimore. Munkin is the former uh, University of Georgia quarterback. You could flip golf over there. And uh, and don't tell me all this. They don't have the personnel. They got the personnel for golf, okay? Hand the ball off. You got Mark Andrews. You got Bateman back there. Uh, he'll be fine. Maybe draft another receiver, okay? And maybe get another draft pick. Uh, they'll be fine. That, that defense, they'll be fine. And Munkin, he would probably fit in better with Todd Munkin's offense anyway with Detroit. I don't think that's going to happen. And then Odd Shark says the Buccaneers at plus 800, they would be fifth. The Jets plus 900 now. Joe Douglas says we're, we're dug in on Aaron Rodgers for right now. For right now. That's a general manager of the Jets. That ain't got done yet. Okay. The Commanders plus 1,000. Uh, also, plus 1,000 is uh, the Titans. I don't think the Titans are going to do anything. Uh, the Packers plus 1,000. Dolphins, and then plus 1,500 for the 49ers. Uh, I wouldn't rule out the 49ers because of Brock Pretty's surgery. And Trey Lance, they're not in love with Trey Lance, but I doubt it. I, I seriously doubt that at this point, you know. Um, let me see, Lamar Jackson, part three. But my whole point is I just can't see him coming back. If you if you look at what Lamar, um, the holding out, you look at the teammates being surprised that he wasn't physically present at the games, you look at this contract negotiation that went on before last year started, uh, before uh, last year uh, began, before July, when they put that fifth-year option up, when they picked this fifth-year option up, uh, this has been going back for a while now, okay? So you, you look at all this, they're not going to give him a fully guaranteed contract. He's coming out, saying stuff on social media. The Ravens, they you can tell by their actions, that they're and, and they, they got Todd Munkin. He's more of a pro-style guy anyways. Maybe he couldn't have adapted. But, and, and, and Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, point of no return on him, too, okay? Look at the fact of what Brian Gutenkos has said about Aaron Rodgers. That's the general manager, Mark Murphy, the, the president. They're both talking about Rodgers as if he's in past tense, and they're talking up about uh, – they're talking up Jordan Love. They're saying it again at the uh, negotiating table – uh, at the negotiate at the, at the NFL meetings today, okay. This is what the Packers are saying. Uh, the Packers also said that um, this is today, uh, Carlos. The Packers said today that we don't we didn't necessarily say we would only take a first round pick. Well, ding ding, the Jets have two second round picks, okay. Yeah, and doesn't have a coaching staff and personnel to give him advantages as a quarterback. Uh, Pickle says would lose his mind trying to coach Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I think that that power running game that Belichick likes to run, that he is very comfortable running a power running game, I think it could work in New England. Seriously, I do think it could work in New England. 
And I think with Shane Stishkin, who's already put an offense around Jalen Hurts, I think it can work in Indianapolis. But going back to this Rodgers thing, so they're already kind of speaking to other uh, parties that the Packers are that trying to get the message over to the Jets, hey, let's get this thing done. We don't necessarily want a first-round pick here. So maybe something gets sooner than later. I think that probably gets done before the draft. I think the Packers realize, hey, do we really want to bring him back after all? How, think about it this way. Either one of these players, how awkward it would be in the locker room. Guys, it's starting to feel both of these situations, not one, both of these situations are starting to feel like a 2018 Le'Veon Bell situation. Le'Veon Bell, all the prognosticators or whatever you want to call them, they're all, they all said the same thing just about, okay? They all said, well, we kind of think Le'Veon's going to come back. Others are saying, no, no. Le'Veon's dug in. He wants a big contract. He's not going to play on this other franchise tag. We know what happened. I looked this up. He didn't play a single down that year. Now, he was washed up. He was never the same once he signed with the Jets. But this feels like a 2013-18, excuse me, Le'Veon Bell situation. I'm not saying he'll be that bad, but I, I, I really, really would not recommend Lamar sit out this season. I would go back and play. But I think the Ravens will probably end up doing something and saying, okay, we've got to move on for Lamar. We're going to have to find another option here. Uh, if they get the Pulse as fourth pick, Maybe they do something with that pick. They're going to get Bennett later on. They could have it up, or they could sign Duncan, um, the guy from uh, uh, the TCU quarterback. So, so they have options. They have a really good defense. They have some cap space. They'll be fine. Lamar's uh, he's going to have to find a certain team. He can't go anywhere with just anywhere with the style of play he is. He's not Tom Brady. Uh, but I do think Belichick and the Patriots will be a real player there, and I think the Colts would also be one of them, too, would be really good. I mean, Atlanta wouldn't be out of the question. I'm just got the feeling that Arthur Smith wants to go. Max Duggan, thank you, Pickles. Yeah, Max Duggan from TCU. Uh, one of these teams are going to pick him up in the second round. He's going to go in the second round, and he may very well be pretty good. He may be the best quarterback in this draft, for all we know. Or he could be another Andy Dalton. or And that's probably what he'll probably end up beating. <laughs> but I really do. I think both of these situations are Le'Veon Bell, 2018. He's really dug in, especially Lamar. He's really dug in. Okay. Where should I go next? Who could it be now? All right. Now, switching gears to the round ball here. Okay. Somebody should tell Joel Embiid, basketball player, uh, MVP candidate. Some are saying that he's he's the favored now uh, to, to be the MVP. I don't know why. They don't have the best record in the East, and they don't have the best record in the West. 
Um, the Sixers. So, Draymond Green makes the comment, probably on his podcast. I don't know if he said it, and he maybe said it both. May have said it in a press conference. May have said it in his personal podcast. He likes to be heard. You know, this is Green. You know, he, he just likes to be heard. And I think he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the hardest center for him to guard, or any player for him to guard, was uh, Nikolai Djokovic, the Joker from uh, from Denver. And, you know, he's Draymond Green. He's talking out of his rear end, talking this and talking that. And um, so they, they play Philadelphia on Friday night at Golden State. They're much better at Golden State. And Joel Embiid has 46 points. And my understanding is Joel Embiid said to Draymond Green, well, you know why I played you that hard? Because you said that that Joker was was the toughest guy you had to defend. So then, then Draymond Green goes back and says, well, I have to give that edge to Joel Embiid uh, because, you know, he had 46 points on me. And, and I said, okay, all right. And he says it in a jokingly manner. He said, "Yeah, I, I, they're, they're both great players." Uh, this is this is Draymond Green talking about the Joker and Joel Embiid. Here's my problem with that: you lost the game, Embiid. And I really like Embiid. I've always liked Embiid. But do you bring that up when you lose the game, like Herm Edwards would say, Pickles? You play to win the game, okay? Now, back in 1992, 31 years ago, right? In the 92 finals, the media was comparing Clyde Drexler to Michael Jordan. You know, uh, the, the reason why they didn't take Michael Jordan because they had Clyde Drexler. That's why that the, the, the Portland Trailblazers pick Sam Bowie, who became a bust because of his injury problems out of Kentucky, all right? And Jordan said, man, this guy's not better than me, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to prove it. He said, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to prove it. Game one of the 92-93 finals, Jordan has all these threes, and the Bulls crushed the Portland Trailblazers they beat the Portland Trailblazers in that series. That's the famous series where Jordan does the, he puts his hands by his side and puts his out. That ends up being in a commercial, the like Mike commercial. But he won the game, that game one where he had all those threes, and he actually won the series and won the championship, Okay. You don't say that um, I'm I'm better than this guy, but we still, but you still beat me, okay? That's what kills me about these young guys, okay? You have to win the game to say if Jordan loses the game, he's not going to say nothing about Clyde Drexler. He's going to say I I failed this team, you know. And that's the same um, 
I was watching the last day. I've seen it four or five times. It's great, right? And, you know, Bill Jackson said, you know, there's there's no I in team. And he said, there is one in win, ain't it? There's an I in win. So, you know, Joel LMB, and I love you to death, man. But you want to keep that to yourself until you beat the Golden State Warriors. Unlike Minnesota did on Sunday night when Carl Anthony Towns comes back, what came back, which was last night, they beat the Golden State. Now they got something to brag about. You say it's just an it well, it that the games are that much more important now. Okay. You you are still dealing with seeding. That that 76ers team, they're trying to get that two seed away from Boston. We got six, seven, eight games now. Now Embiid, he wore himself out so much pickles on Friday night. He's not even playing tonight against who? The Joker. And they're probably going to get beat. They're on a road trip. They're playing. They're playing Denver tonight. You know. And, and Pickle says uh, he would, you know, it's a hilarious comparison. He said Jordan was lights out, uh, and 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 Carl Anthony Towns, he hasn't been with Minnesota since November. Now you got him. You got Edwards. You've got obviously uh, Rudy Go- Gobey, Gobert there at center, and Mike Conley only will get you 10, 12 points. You got him at the point guard. Okay. You got Conley at point. They're going to be a tough out. That's what I was trying to say going back around the trade deadline when we had all these trades that I had a feeling that were going to happen. I didn't think I didn't think the Rams was going to get traded. Now, the Rams supposed to be back Wednesday. But my whole point is these Golden State Warrior lovers, all right, these Laker lovers, all right, mainstream media, Fox Sports, ESPN people, all right, and the Durant lovers, and I like Durant too, they're all trying to just will these guys up. And I said, well, they're very far back at this point. Now, I'm talking trade deadline, right? They're pretty far back, and they got one thing. They got a lot of age on their team, Okay. They got a lot of age, even though the Lakers traded away addition by subtraction, getting rid of uh, Russell Westbrook pickles, getting rid of Westbrook. They have played better basketball, but they lost when, as soon as LeBron, by the way, then LeBron gets hurt, right? So they lost to a 10 seed uh, Patrick Beverly led Chicago team. That's a younger team as a whole. Now, he's an older player, like 32, 33, and he's cursing them out, the Lakers, on Sunday. And then you get a Joel Embiid, or not a Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns goes to Golden State, and then they take care. Now, he can make those comparisons now. He can make some kind of comparison. Because when you win, that's when you talk. To the victor goes the spoils, Right? So my thing is, if with Embiid are are you playing for MVPs? Are you playing for championships? So that's my message to Embiid. How about you just get the Finals MVP, man? 
Who cares about the regular season? I'm sure it's good for your contract. I get that. But Jordan's got six finals MVPs. How many finals MVPs did LeBron got? Finals MVP. That's what really counts. That ring is what really counts. All right? Just winning is what really counts. You know, I thought it was pretty lame of, of the Warriors to uh, to uh, throw those gestures up at, at Memphis players, uh, the four fingers. And if I'm a Memphis player, as I say, what did you do on March the 10th? What'd you do tonight, baby? That's the pack. What have you done tonight? You've lost tonight. I mean, Jordan never threw up six fingers when he lost to Kobe when he was with the uh, uh, Washington Wizards. If he did, I didn't recall it. Because every game's important. You play to win. You play to win, not performance. So I'm really disappointed in Embiid and what he did. And, you know, Beverly, he said, hey, look, the Lakers didn't know how to use me, man. They didn't know how to use me, and he stuck it to the Lakers, and I love it. Kudos to Patrick Beverly. Bickle says he played like he was 22. Yeah, he had a good game. Well, he didn't have a monster stat game. I think DeRozan had a pretty good game. Um, Vukovic uh, is a pretty good player there. Vukovic's a good player there. Uh, Joel Embiid says, this is on NBA Central. He doesn't need the stat pad to help his MVP case. It's coming naturally, even against the Bulls on March the 22nd. I could have easily stat padded if I wanted to, but I don't care is what Embiid says. I could have easily come back and had a triple-double and make it. But you know what, Joel L.L.? Win the game, brother. Win, win every game in front of you. Get the best record. And if you can't do that, which I think you're not going to be able to do it because you're running out of games. This is my, and this is what I'm saying if I'm Doc Rivers and, and between him and Harden, I think Harden's coming back tonight, but then beats out. And I think they'll lose that Denver game. I say, man, just go out there and win a finals MVP. That's how you can start it. You can one up uh, the Joker. Go out and win that finals MVP. Then you're cooking with gas. All right. And Pickle says he got tossed out. Um, shoulder to 76. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. He wears himself out. And by the time the playoffs comes, uh, he usually gets injured and they get put out. That That's in beat every year here lately. He's always getting hurt in the playoffs. And part of ability is availability, you know. And sometimes you getting 46 is probably not the best thing. You probably want to get your teammates involved, uh, get some outside shooting and all that good stuff if you're Joel Embiid. Um, if not, you're just going to be another guy that scored a lot of points. You're going to be like Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you'll probably you know, win one series here and there, and you'll be a talented player, and you'll be a footnote in history of the league or you want to be considered one of the all-time greats and start stacking some rings up, then we can talk. Now, this Denver team, now, same thing for uh, for uh, the Joker. Now, 
they they're still they still have the the best record in the West as of today. Uh, but they're going to have to start going the distance too. Or are going to start seeing them as a joke? Uh, Murray's got to stay healthy. Porter's got to stay. Aaron Gordon. Uh, I think they will. I think they will. But he's not. He might say this, but I haven't heard it. But the Joker's not worried about being better than the other player. It's it's a team sport. This ain't tennis. This ain't golf. You know, play to win the game. People talked about the Michael Jordan sixty three uh, against the Celtics. That was game one, and they lost. You know, they lost that game, and they lost that series in a sweep. I want to say pickles, right? They lost that game and lost that series. That means nothing to me. Those are empty calories. Look at all the triple doubles and look at all the points that Russell Westbrook had with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs. Never won a series. Never won a series without Durant. It's all it's empty calories, man. So I'm looking at the Mavs right now. Uh, the Mavs would be interesting with Kyrie, but their record seven and thirteen. I was just reading that Sporting News put that out there that the Mavs record is um, seven and thirteen with Kyrie Irving. Uh, you got to play defense. It's a team game. It's not you go get a shot, I go get a shot type of league. Uh, that's what that reminds me of in Dallas Pickles so far. Just giving you an NBA rundown. That is Westbrook and Durant. You go get a shot, I go get a shot. How about we just play a actual offense here and whoever gets the best shot, whether it be me, you, or one of the other three guys, then we'll uh, we'll play it that way. When the money gets on the line, whichever one's the hot out of the two, we'll play it that way, but not you get a shot, I got a shot, and then everybody else has to get our rebound. That's not how you win in this league. That's not how you win in any major uh, lead anyways. Uh, I'll also reading uh, this week, the Cavaliers clinched a playoff spot without LeBron James for the first time in 25 years. So I guess that is uh, Craig Elo Pickles days. Uh, who else was on that team? Uh, who, who was their really good free throw shooter Pickles for Cleveland Cavaliers in the early 90s. Um, this headline says uh, this they, they've clinched a playoffs without LeBron first time in 25 years. So I'm thinking 90s, 90s Cleveland Cavalier teams. They had a really good free throw shooter because I can't remember the guy's name, white guy. It wasn't Elo. Uh, very, they had him. Uh, Mark Price. Yep, Mark Price. Um, they had the, the, the big guy, Corey, um, now his son, they had a player on his son is now on the NBA. Uh, he was on that team too, black guy. Uh, his son is on Lenny, um, Larry Nance, Larry Nance, Mark Price, Pickle says Mark Price, Mark Price, Larry Nance Sr., Hot Rod Williams. So this is the first time since they uh, been to the playoffs since those guys, Hot Rod Williams, Larry Nance Sr., 
Mark Price, Craig Elo. Um, that that's interesting. That tells you how bad, how long they've been down. Now this group, I will say, I did not think Brad Doherty. Yeah, he later got into racing, but man, he could shoot the rock. He was a talented guy. He was what he called like a talented wing. He pro- Doherty may have played better in this era. Brad Doherty, uh, very country guy, very country. I think he's from North Carolina, uh, into racing and stuff. Uh, Brad Doherty, uh, yeah, you have a price and all those guys. Uh, but I did not think that this group would be this good. Uh, I mean, I knew they had some talented, and I, I really wasn't in love with their newly acquired um, player that they got from, uh, whatchamacallit there, from, from Utah. I wasn't in love with him. I thought he was too ball-centric. But he's fit in well there, and they are in line. Now, I know Brunson's hurt, but they're in line to play the Knicks. They're, they're going to beat the Knicks if the Knicks play the way they've been playing. They're going to end up beating uh, that Knicks team. And they're simply just more talented, Garland and everybody. Uh, it's They're just a very talented team. Uh, kudos for Cleveland, though. I mean, they're a team that nobody's really talking about. A very energetic team, young. Uh, Larry Nance was in the drag racing, basketball. Brad Darty too, Pickles. I mean, th- those those teams were good, though. I mean, when they were on, I would watch them. You know, I, I, I would watch that Cleveland team. Uh, they were fun to watch. They weren't great, but they, they were interesting during those times when it was all – it was dominated by the Knicks, uh, Reggie Miller. Uh, you know, he, he, he was um, – Fun to watch during that 90s period. Obviously, the Bulls, they they were the big get. And occasionally, I would catch a uh, a David Robertson. This is before Tim Duncan. David Robertson team, that that uh, Spurs team. Obviously, you got Houston there with Akeem, Maxwell. We had a young Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardway down in little Orlando. Little or, uh, Orlando there. But you can't forget about a team like that. Now, and then occasionally uh, with Chris Mullen, you would see uh, a Golden State pop up there. And a Tim Hardway, you would see a Miami pop up there. Because then, remember, Pat Riley ended up leaving uh, and coaching down in Miami. Hey, remember, he went to get the coach Miami, then he went upstairs, came back downstairs. Now he's back upstairs. Probably going to stay upstairs. But those are the teams around the Jordan era that would pop up, you know, and it's good to see them get back, uh, get some more traction here. I mean, the league, it, it, I tell you, it's in pretty good competitive wise. It, it's in the best shape it's been at in years. They just got to fix this load management stuff and uh, fix the regular season, tune the regular season up. I think, I think secretly, I say secretly, it's not really been taught. I think the playing game is going to be interesting this year. Uh, if, if you look at the way, look at how even the East is lining up, but also the playing game for the West. I mean, there's a potentially, uh, yeah, of course, Clyde Drexler, yeah. And that's what the whole started this whole conversation was Clyde Drexler. 
You know, Jordan said, I'm better than Clyde Drexler, but they won the game. Joel LMB, just talk about you're better than Joker, but you lost to, to, to Golden State. If you score 46 and lose, it's, that's, that's empty calories, man. You know? Okay, so we look at these playing games. These play Lakers, possibly Golden State could be in the play-in game. Okay. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota will be very dangerous if they can keep Anthony's, uh, Carl Anthony Towns healthy with a smart Conley, Rudy Gobey. Uh, Minnesota's just now full power. They showed you what they can do. So those teams, that's good playing game right there. Now, these first four in the East, I just mentioned uh, Cleveland, first uh, uh, playoff, uh, non-LeBron playoff clinch in, in 25 years. We're talking uh, 98, you know, 97, 98. That's closer to the Brad Doherty, you know. And, and like I said, Carlos said, Joel L. So now you've got Milwaukee, go back to the East, Boston, Philly, and number four would be Cleveland, and they would play uh, the Knicks. Those are going to be good. Cleveland's going to beat them probably in six games. And, and maybe Brunson gets back up, and, and, and maybe they play out of, the, out of their mind. But I don't know. I know Brunson's been banged up last few uh, games, and I don't know what the deal is with, with the Knicks right now. Um, but Donovan Mitchell is who I was. They've got a picture of this guy, number 45. I'm not in love with Donovan Mitchell, but he has fit in pretty well with, with, with Cleveland. Better than I thought he would. I'll say that. It's, uh, But, you know, that, that's just my NBA news for this week. Since the 97-98, wow, 97-98. So they didn't even get LeBron for another six years. Remember, they got the number one pick in 2003 and got a young LeBron James. Pickle says Minnesota's dangerous in the first round. This is the Minnesota team that I thought about when that move was made in the summertime. I was thinking, man, Towns, Rudy Gobey, um, and, uh, you know, Edwards is a mega talent, you know. Uh, yeah, Anthony Edwards, mega talented guy out there in Minnesota. And, and of course, uh, Pickle says, yeah, he's got a lot of help, man. A lot of athletes, man. A lot of shooters, a lot of athletes. They got a lot of stamina. And, and, and they're going to be a tough out to beat. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who would have thought, you know? Anyways, if you guys like the show, Share the show. Nashville tomorrow will be a brighter day. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'll be talking about tomorrow, but Wednesday I have John Restino, and I hope I'm saying your last name right, brother. Hopefully I'll have him on for um, – uh, hopefully I'll have him on Wednesday. We will talk about the um, uh, the Bears offseason and the Bills offseason. Or should I say, lack thereof it with uh, Bills head coach Sean McDermott on making big moves within the AFC East. Now, if they go out and get uh, a really good running back, the Bills, they really need to get a. They really need a guy like Derrick Henry. 
and they, they need to go out and get DeAndre Hopkins, who's favored to get him. Uh, but right now, they ain't doing nothing, man. I'd put Miami over the Buffalo Bills right now. That's something I'm going to ask John about. And, of course, I'm asking about the Bears. He's a huge Bears fan. So he'll be on Wednesday, and I was hoping to get Kavarius tears on. Haven't heard back from him. Probably he's he's feeling the wrath and the, and the, um, the pressure of, of playing now for University of Tennessee. Uh, maybe at some point I'll get him on. Either way, I'll see you guys tomorrow, same place, same time. Here on Sportscope, maybe we'll have big news between Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Thank you, everybody.